let's get scratching. We got an explosive broadcast coming to you. Listen up. Sega games, just keep playing them. We're back. It's the Sega Bit Swing Report Show. Live. Get ready for Sega interviews and news. Good morning, Internet. I am coming in way too hot right now, but hey, this is our first episode. Is it our first or is it our 97th? I really, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the date. It's Thursday, August 12th, 2021. We're here doing the first Sagabit Swing and Report Show live test broadcast, so let's jump right into that delicious berry main can here you can take a look at my ugly face and as you can see here i actually already oh. have george here <laughs> hello everyone. Um, am i as, already on yeah it looks like you're already okay. on i already have you on as the guest um hopefully everyone can see us it, i mean this is this is us this is us going out live uh i'm so excited so you're our first guest and you're our first uh co-host on the first I guess so, right? Yeah. How does that work? I don't really know. So um, I guess to catch people up to speed, the Segabit Swing and Report show was one uh, it was the first podcast for Segabits.com. Um, yeah. It was, geez, when, when was the first episode? Probably like way back in 2010 or 11. Hmm, let's think. Maybe we should look at the website. Look at that. Wow, amazing. Let's get George in here are so we can all, take a look here. Yeah, are we all are all the episodes even on there? Who knows? No, but it was well, basically yeah. kind of like a show where we just talked like this, you know, just back and forth. We talked about Sega News kind of. And then it kind of went into this like interview show where we interviewed people and then we had like these like iconic guests like uh, uh Tom Kalinski and stuff and it was kind of mm-hmm. hard to like go back to just us talking about Sega News when you had Tom Kalinsky on an episode, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I yeah. mean, you can get a sense here of how far they go back. But really, honestly, like, the first episode must have been, geez, I want to say, like, 2010, right? Like, it must have been the year the site started. Very bad audio, too, and everything. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, if I you think... super cringy. If you think us coming through live now is, like, not perfect... Um, you can only imagine what those early episodes were, um, man, you know, and, and this is the fun of fun thing about live is you get to watch me put in different page numbers. There we go. So I can jump back in time. So here we go. Segabit swing report show. Number one debuted February 12th, 2010. So, and I, a couple days after the site went live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely right. And I, I don't think I joined in. Until, see, I didn't. I don't even think I was on those early episodes. So I wasn't even like in the first six. Maybe I was in the first, uh, maybe the tenth episode or something like that. But um, yeah, after that, it was really it was you, me, um, Aki, who is still with the yeah. site. He lives in the UK. He's working on the game uh, Rock Crocodile, which is so fun mm-hmm. to say, um, and. And then, like, for a bit, you you 
kind of stepped away from the show and I just started bringing people on for interviews. And I think one of the first big ones was like, I don't know. I I brought on a guy from games, game spot, not GameStop, because you could go to GameStop and just like pull a guy off the register and, and put him on camera. But no, um, and then from there, I was I was talking to some like people doing books and things like that. But then we also did some really big episodes with with the both of us, like you mentioned, Tom Kalinske, Al Nilsson, Blake J. Harris from uh, the Console Wars book. And then things just kind of chilled off, chilled off, cooled cooled off, and chilled out for a while because it was honestly really stressful. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> because. Uh, I don't. I don't know if people understand how how frustrating it was before Zoom, because we were at the whim of Google Hangouts, and and like weird third party apps. And I mean, this is a third party app. You can see the the logo up there in the corner. But um, yeah, it was just like I I would get so nervous that half the time I would be talking to some big name person and I wasn't paying attention because I'm like I hope this is recording. Um, (laughs) not only that it was like uh, scheduling sometimes was kind of a pain getting me and you on at the same time plus the guests and then the guests Mm -hmm. would be all ready right and then the guests are like sorry I can't do it in the last five minutes Mm -hmm. that was horrible and not only that sometimes you get anxiety like being able to talk to your childhood hero and you're like "All right, how am I going to screw this up live because (laughs) We would record live, and then we wouldn't even edit it sometimes, so even our mistakes are in there. Right. And it sucks sometimes thinking, like, all right, hopefully I don't make a fool of myself in front of uh, <clears throat> this person, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was frustrating. And I'm, I'm nervous talking to you right now. This is a Why? big... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not really. Not really. It's going out live. Um, we've got some people uh, listening in. We have Arthur Lee Brown. We have Elks Plays and Paints. Mm. Uh, we have Islander Soda. I just like reading usernames. That could just be a whole, a whole show. Backyard Tardis. Um, and what's kind of fun is I can actually add their comments here so we can go, oh, look what Elks has to say. He has to say, I do always love hearing Tom Kalinske wax about his years at Sega. And I honestly, I really want to get Tom back. Um, he had a stroke. Oof. And we were like afraid he would never talk again, or that he would die. <laughs> and, um, yeah, this dude, like, he has an amazing history with Sega, but no one talks about certain things with him. And a big thing I really want to talk to him about is the Sega Pico and his time doing like educational software uh, at Leapfrog, where he was a CEO. So, you know, there's there's um. There's there's a lot of stuff to 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 talk about with with a lot of these legends, and they just they keep dropping dropping like flies, um, and some really tragic. Like uh, I mean, I don't want to bring the show down, but the um, uh, that fighting game dude, what's his name? He did. Oh God, you know what? The the other day I was looking at an old tweet we did because sometimes I'll retweet old tweets we do, you mm-hmm. know, for the for the meme uh, retweets again. Um, and he was replying to one of the tweets, and I was like, "Oh my god, he passed away." We didn't even—I didn't even know it was him that replied to it. But it, I think it was like a—it was like an Eternal Champion tweet. We made a joke about Eternal Champion. He just put no. It was like I forgot his name, but yeah, I think we posted <laughs> it on the site. But yeah. yeah, he passed away. And there's you know, there's a lot of people 
that we could have gotten to be on the site, and it sucks, you know, just yeah. how it is. Um, Tom Kalinske, I would love to hear him talk more about the Sega Saturn and his mm. time when Sega was on the downturn, because you hear so many people talk about his how he made the Sega Genesis what it was, but not too much about the Sega Saturn and when stuff wasn't going his way. Yeah, it's it's a there were a lot of strange transition points where we had CEOs from Sega stepping away when a big console was coming out, um, and it makes me wonder if they even like not not like care to talk about it, but have much to say. Like it feels like mm-hmm. Tom just does not care about the Saturn. Just like oh, um, no. I don't know, like the Dreamcast. There, there's a, a Sega CEO. I'm trying to remember his name, but there, there was Bernie a little crossover. Stoller. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's you had Bernie Stoller and um, Peter Moore, and I feel yeah. like Peter Moore gets more, <laughs> more love, more love, more M O O R E love uh, than Bernie. But um, I mean, they're both, you know, I mean, they're both there still. We could talk to them, and so you know, who knows? We'll have them back on. Um, I. Th- I would love to have, and then I'll, I'll stop the navel gazing. I don't know if you would th- know what that means, but that's just talk- talking about yourself on your own show. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get back Roger Craig Smith um, because I thought we'd never have him back because he left. Um, so to now have him ungone is pretty great. Um, so, you know, it'd be cool. Uh, I want to now talk a little bit about the news now I know we have uh, Sega News Bits and we're still doing those but I don't know like I, I like to do it when big news hits and there was a time we were like alright guys check it out we got a mobile game coming out hell yeah mobile hell games. yeah <laughs> so. shining, the new Shining Force game let's talk about it. is that the news? So let's, well that actually kind of is the news yeah news so news. let's yeah. let's talk about this so we've got a new Shining game here. It's called Shining Force Heroes of Light and Darkness, and it's coming to mobile. And what you had a few opinions on this. What do you got to say? I, you know, I, I really like that they brought back the old logo for the Japanese thing, so right away you get that nostalgia. But that's the thing with these mobile games, right? They're, like, getting the nostalgia of people to come and buy into this, like, gotcha game, you know, where they, like get you to pay this like roulette real uh, wheel to get your favorite characters mm-hmm. but i'm like do shining force games old characters and stuff like that's what i'm assuming they're going to re- be reusing for here yeah. are they nostalgic enough to get enough people to buy into this game like fire emblem did because they're trying to copy fire emblem and i'm like it would be okay if they retold the you know shining force one through three story in mm. this like mobile game setting what it is you know but yeah. like i don't know if people are going to jump into it because like i don't know if you knew this but the sakura wars mobile game that came out not that long ago it, it shut down like in six months so sega will shut down a game in six months so now, we'll see if you know it's a different company but we'll see if it if it gets the fans started i would love to see a classic game obviously but oh absolutely people were do you see the Twitter responses from people? They were really, really upset. Well, yeah, and I, I actually wanted to bring this up, too. So we have another comment here uh, in the peanut gallery, the, the bit gallery. I don't know what they're called. Um, uh, Elk says, uh, when I first heard about this, I thought it was an old article about Sega Forever's Shining Force Classics app. And, yeah, like, oh. using the old logo, I mean, I don't know how if people will get confused when they're, like, 
checking out the latest apps in the app store and they're like, oh, man, I have this. I bought it for 99 cents. It sucks, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> I Not mean, only that, the, the name Heroes of Light and Darkness is very uh, Shining Force old name, too. Mm, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't, I want to say I'll give it a chance, but are we going to get to play it? It seems like it, I guess North America is being planned. So, but yeah, it might just turn out to be like a Sega Heroes kind of thing where it's like, oh, cool, there's characters from the past. Now, the big thing is like, if it's a strategy RPG, um, or at the very least, it gives you that strategy RPG like setting with with the gameplay, but you're not playing an epic game. At the very least, you get like on the go little tidbits, kind of like, um, oh man, uh, Game Ground, right? That's kind of a like a more of an arcadey SRPG kind of vibe. Um, that that one's like a top down shooting game, I guess. Technically, I don't even yeah. know how you would describe Game Ground. It's weird. <laughs> it is weird, but I, I mean, if they could arcadeify Shining Force and put it into an app, I think that might be kind of cool. Um, I'll. <laughs> like like Dr. Scott Nick says, um, I'll give it seven months. So, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um, the next news, which is actually the, like, the title of this episode, so I'm not, I don't know, I call it Knock Knock It's Knuckles because I knew we'd be talking about this. Uh, Knock Knock It's Idris Elba is Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, yeah, what was your, your reaction to this? Is he going to be doing, like, a British accent for Knuckles? Like, that's going to be the interesting bit, because, like, his last few roles, he's just been playing, you know, his British self, I think, mm-hmm. in the Fast and the Furious movie and in the the Suicide Squad that he just did. And it's kind of weird. They, like, really waited for Suicide Squad's, like, ratings to be out, like, the mm-hmm. whole hype, and then he announced, I'm, I'm playing Knuckles. That was kind of weird, too. But yeah. uh, good timing on the studio. Uh, I don't think it was expected outside of that one tweet. I don't know if you saw it, that somebody in 2020 said that he's in the credits as Knuckles already in the last movie. Wait, what? Double- yeah, like I, I retweeted it. I'll-, I'll show it to you. A tweet from 2020 said that uh, Alba was already in the credits for the last movie, the first Sonic movie, as Knuckles. And I'm like, was it? I, I didn't even go back and check. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Fake I'll news. Send you but yeah, what do you, <laughs> you think can, about the news? Um, I I mean, I just finished watching The Suicide Squad before the news hit, and I like it. I mean, I was not a huge fan of The Rock getting the role just because he's been in too much stuff, and it's mm-hmm. almost like a meme that he would get it. it was, I, mean, I think he'd do a good job. I'm not doubting The Rock's <laughs> voice acting, but I mean, mix it up a little bit, and I think Idris Elba's a good choice. Um, if you've seen The Office, he plays the guy that comes in and uh, becomes Michael's boss. Do you remember that? And he's like, yeah, he's he's I like do. he works in steel. And Michael's like, you work in steel, and this is paper. It's two completely different industries. <laughs> he's like, you can't understand. They're different. Um, but yeah, it was it was. Uh, I, I think he could definitely pull it off. Um, I do too. He's also a rapper, so he could do all the Pumpkin Hill music finally live. That's true. Yeah, but I, I think as far as a vocal performance, it's going to be more like the Office um, voice that we get, but maybe a little more goofy. 
Um, you know how these actors get when they're like, they don't really do a lot of voiceover roles and then they get behind the mic and they're like, oh, I'm a voice actor. Let's get a little crazy, you know. I don't know. I mean, if Sylvester Stallone could play uh, King Shark, I think uh, you could do uh, <laughs> Knuckles. Yeah, maybe. Um, and you mentioned that tweet. So, yeah, it's someone who was uh, uh, guessing, right? Guessing, it was them so like making a right. joke. Okay. Yeah, so they okay. said... Like, a, as a joke, they were like, Sonic movie post credit scene where Knuckles shows up, voiced by Idris Elba. Um, but yeah, it's so the it was, truth. That's what happened. It is. I know. It's scary, right, when people get those things right. Um, they know. Yeah. So, I mean, good for him. I Honestly, I prefer him getting this job over James Bond um, because Knuckles is cooler, I guess I don't know. I James just, Bond? I don't know about yeah. that. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give a big no. I mean, I don't know. He would have been pretty cool as James Bond, but it would have been a controversial uh, James Bond for sure. But yeah. I kind of like controversy because it makes people upset. And uh, I don't know. The, when's the last? I don't know. I don't really watch James Bond movie. I know you're really into James Bond, so I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say anything. Okay, I don't. haven't seen every single movie. <laughs> You should. There's only like what twenty five of them. Um, Maybe I'll watch them over the weekend, all of them back to back. I don't think you could. I don't think you could like logistically do that. I don't think in forty eight hours you could watch twenty five movies that are over two hours each. So, sorry. Um, <laughs> right. The the last bit of news that I want to talk about here. Well, there, there's a few bits, but at least when we're looking at the uh, the website here, we've got Sonic and Tails speeding their way. I like how the way the way Corey Maru on our site, writes these headlines. Sonic and Tails, speed their way to Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania as playable characters. And don't think I don't notice your little pre-order links here. Look at that. Those nasty oh. little... He's making pennies off of us, George. No, I'm just... I don't well, care. Well, take them off and put yours in there. <laughs> Do you know how much... They, they give you 1% on... Really? Uh, that's it? That's what you get. So if you sell... 60 games, you get $60, right? And in all the times I've ever done affiliate links, I've made like $3, you know? Damn, big payday, though. I was going to say... And that's um, that's just to pay for my copy, because, you know, those review copies, they're not physical anymore. And how much uh, do they give you for, like, merchandise or, like, something like a book? Oh, nothing. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, damn... Now, if you were, like, a makeup blogger, I think you still only get, like, um, you know, like 1%. But anyway, yeah, so I, I think that's a bit of cool news. I like the reveal of Beat being in the game. I like, um, I, I did hear people saying they wish Knights was in it. But, like, at what point does this just become Monkey monkey Ball All-Stars? <laughs> like, you got to cut I, it I, off at a certain point. Did you see my uh, Kazuma Kirio uh, Photoshop I did that I'm super proud of? That Now that looks nice. Yeah. No, I think they should do that. They should. Um, I mean, it's the same studio. Might as well, right? (laughs) For sure. Uh, The last bit of news is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk had a new trailer. So I wanted to play that here. Um, I'll turn the volume down on it and we can can chit-chat over it. Let's... Let's see if I can get you to the right. There we go. So this is... I mean... I heard they're, they're having my horny uncle okay, do so the soundtrack for this game. So Did you hear about yeah, that? 
I did not. So I don't understand this trailer just because the music does not fit to me, and there's no sound effects. Yeah, and the girl's weird. voice. The girl's voice I thought was an ad playing in another window on my computer today. I'm like, what is this? Is there like a join now singles in your area want to talk? You know, like that's what it sounds like. Oh yeah, for sure. But people are saying this one has skateboards in it. Is that what it is? They no, they they have everything. So it's skateboards, rollerblades, um, soap shoes. Um, Finally, I could use soap shoes as my main way of travel. Don't you hate when people dance while you're trying to talk to them? I hate that. Um, But yeah, I I mean, you're you're the big Jetsa Radio fan, right? You're the one that Mm -hmm. uh, wrote like a gazillion articles on our website about Jetsa Radio and the small differences between them. Uh, What do you think (laughs) about this? This is weird, right? This is up your alley, or I? The more I see it, the more I like it. It's kind of like more Jet Set Radio future. I think it looks cool. I do For dig sure. it. Um, my my complaint was over on the Segabits Discord where I just... I don't like when people get up in arms about Sega not taking the game on because they're like, man, I heard they pitched this to Sega as Jet Set Radio 3 and they didn't even want to talk about it. And it's like, that's fine. I mean, that's their right, you know? Imagine it's their IP and all of a sudden they're like, we've got a third party team that wants to work on it. Maybe, you know, maybe here's, there's the thing, like maybe people within Sega don't want people working on it. Maybe they have plans for the IP. Maybe they just, you know, maybe there's some Japanese pride there and the Japanese developers don't want to have Westerners working on it. I don't know the reason, but it doesn't really matter because I mean, if you want to make the game, make the game on your own like they did and enjoy it. Um, I was kind of burned with that other game. What was that other game? It was um, it was a Jet Set Radio indie Close. game. Well, they say that. They said it was Jet Set Radio inspired and a hover, hover revolt hover, yeah. of gamers. Yeah, so um, hover revolt of gamers. And I backed that. And I played it, and I hate it. I think it's a terrible game. Um, it's so boring and buggy, and like it has a rewind feature just because Ooh. it has issues. You know, like it's like ah, oh, there's this cool time travel back in time thing because you keep falling off ledges. Um, <laughs> this one, this one looks like it has a more thought put into it, but it really does tell you like hover. You know, like. They could put together these trailers that trick us, and so we don't know if this game's going to be good or not. It could be, like you said, a buggy mess where the level design doesn't work out that good. But I do like the little things I've seen in this trailer, like mm-hmm. the idea that you could like uh, do the roll dash thing. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I think that's something that like the first Jets two Jets or radio games they needed more ways of giving you movement. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably what would have happened if they had more time to you know evolve the franchise. They would have been like. Now you could jump and climb stuff, parkour, or you could, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, dash, you know, slide, you know. Um, right. But, you know, we didn't, didn't have enough time to be adding more things. But this looks like they're really thinking about the movement. That's cool. Right. It looks, I yeah. mean, it looks like more more Jet Set Radio, which I don't have a problem with. Um, no. I, 
I don't have a problem with it. I think it looks cool. I think the gameplay looks fun. But it's not Jet Set Radio 3. And it's not Jet Set Radio. And that's fine. You know, there's games that aren't Sonic that I enjoy, but they play like Sonic. And I don't have a problem with that. And I think people should just be happy that the game is what it is rather than Sega, like, taking some meeting. It's like, it's kind of... We know too much about behind the scenes in gaming now, and sometimes I feel like we should just step back and be like, look, I'm not part of the process. I don't know the whole story. Let me just enjoy the game once it comes out. Um, you know. What do you think about uh, Hideki uh, doing the soundtrack for this? Because, like, he's been kind of weirded about it, too. He hasn't really talked about this game. Every, if you go on his Twitter account, it's literally him making jokes and, twi- and like, memes. Uh, right. He's been talking about Etika recently, the YouTuber that passed away, and I'm like, I don't know if he understands what he's talking about or he's just doing whatever people retweeted him. <laughs> like, I don't understand if he knows what he's talking about sometimes. Like, I feel like he just says stuff sometimes because people retweet it and that's enough for him. He's like, I like big boobs. It's like, oh, people retweet it. All right. Right. And, I, you know, like like you said, I'm a huge Jet Set Radio fan. I know Hideki Naganuma typically does like the title track and he does contributes music. He's not like the lead guy. He's not when you look at the Jet Set Radio soundtracks, it's not all Hideki Naganuma. He does no. a handful of tracks. There are other people who do handful of tracks. And in the end, he's just a con- one of many contributors to the soundtracks. So, I guess just because he's been the most vocal or maybe his style just doesn't change all that much. So when you play like Sonic Rush, you go, oh, that's Hideki Naganuma. Wow. Because um, it, it all sounds the same. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's cool that people give him work, but it seems like they always give him work when it's a Jet Set Radio inspired game. And I kind of wish, like, this will sound mean. I kind of wish they kept him out of it. So that other artists come in and make it their own, like T. Lopes, you know, like Sonic Mania is his sort of work. But here it's kind of like they're they're clearly leaning on a Jet Set Radio musician for the music. And in the end, if he does like a majority of the soundtrack, then I'll shut up right now. Um, but if it does turn out to be like one track, then it's kind of like, oh, cool. You could have like spotlighted some other artist instead. I don't know. It's a good game. Yeah. The one thing is going to be good, like even if the game comes out bad and Hideki, let's say Hideki does get to do the soundtrack or majority of the soundtrack, it'd be cool to see what he would do if he got another chance at a Jet Set Radio soundtrack, like a third try. I, that would be the coolest thing about it because, like, I don't know. I just kind of yeah. miss his soundtrack. I mean, he had like a signature sound, like you said. And even though it always sounds the same, like Sonic Rush, I actually really enjoyed his music. So to me, yeah. that would be a positive coming out of this whole thing. For sure. So, you know, I'll, I'll hold off until I, I hear more of his involvement in it. But um, on a future show, I'm going to have my friend Steve on, who does video game music. And I'm going to talk to him about how people in the video game music uh, world, especially people working on indie games how they make a living and if they make a living because um, he and I, we, we talk on Facebook messenger a lot and we're like, I asked him, I'm like, how is Hideki Nainuma? Like, how does he find food? Like, how does he make a living? Because it's not like he's living off of, you know, millions based, you know, from his work on Jet Set radio. So do, does he have a day job? Does he, 
I mean, I'm not like going after the guy. I'm genuinely curious because I know there's people who want to get into video games. And I think it's in, it's important to kind of educate people on how you actually can make a living working on these things. So why don't you just ask Hideki Hideki to come on? Because he doesn't he'll have be a like, job. He doesn't have he'll a job. Be like, All right, you know. Well, he'll be like, "Do you have boobs, Pog Champ?" And I'll be like, "No." He's like, "Are <laughs> you a hot on. mom?" Well, I, I think in the end we'll rate we'll rate the uh, hottest uh, Family Guy characters with him live, like Cleveland, oh, like, and be like S tier, you know, like Lois or something. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, so Steve will come on in a future show. We'll talk about that. But one funny thing he, he we did talk about was um, I said, I think Hideki lives with his mom. And I think that's what inspired Let's Mo- Let Mom Sleep. It was actually inspired by his own his own life. You know, he's so like, she would, that was like his experience. mother going, are you are you still making that, you know, playing with that radio? I'm trying to get some sleep. You know, that was his mom, I think. Yeah, I uh, believe it. <laughs> Did you see the news? There was one bit of news too that uh, Cartridge Thunder uh, teased that they're doing the the House of the Dead soundtrack on vinyl. They just oh. did like a picture of it. Um, th- that's gonna be pretty cool. But like, I'm assuming it's the first House of the Dead. And how many tracks did the first House of the Dead have? Like ten. So it's gonna be a short soundtrack, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And they're also doing the remake. I wonder if they're going to tie the Cartridge Thunder release to the new mm. game. Like, that's what I'm interested in. Like, is it going to have tracks from the new remake of the House of the Dead? So, I don't know. We haven't seen anything. All they did was post a picture of, like, a Cur- Curran's Mansion so, as a teaser. But that's <laughs> weird, too, because, you know, we're talking about – you were talking about music before we cut, close it down. But, like – yeah. Cartridge Thunder is the one that seems to be doing Sega soundtracks, and Data Disc, who used to do Sega soundtracks, kind of stopped. So that's kind of weird. That's that's something I noticed. Data Discs have not released a new vinyl since December, which was Shenmue 2. Um, yeah, I got that one. And they made an announcement, too, that they weren't shipping to the U- other parts of the European Union. European Union? Um, so... Who knows? Uh, we do have an, a, a question here from YouTube. Um, it says, "Who's who posting the memes on Twitter on Segabits?" Oh, but it depends on which one, right? Both he of says it's Facebook? it's too much dads. <laughs> like, are we dad? <laughs> Is it like dad jokes? Is that what you mean? Um, so yeah, too much dad humor, dude. I think we can just pull back the curtain here. Um, you can take a look at our our account here. So this is George, the one that is Knuckles eating a chili dog. Yeah, definitely um, me. That's a you. This is a you, the Kiru, and you talked about that already in the monkey yeah. ball. Let's let's do a full screen so everyone can enjoy your beautiful work here. Hey, it was hard to do. It was hard to take off that Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> and uh, do those blending and transparencies. Uh, this one was me, who drank all the Robotonic. Because I always thought that was a funny misspelling in uh, Sonic the Fighters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think the low effort ones are typically me. Um, meet the 16-year-old entrepreneur interested in cryptocurrency. That was... Here, I'll zoom you. in here so you guys can see it. That was me. Um, sometimes it's just like... I, I treat the Twitter account like it's a, a um, DM to like a friend of mine. So I'll just be like... This isn't me making a joke. I just always get this targeted ad from USPS. And it doesn't it look like Sonic and Knuckles and City Escape. 
Yes. Well, I mean, it took place <laughs> in San Francisco, but yeah. Exactly. That's a yeah. problem when you see San Francisco. Even when I go to San Francisco, I'm like very Sonic the Adventure 2 vibes, even though I go there all the time, you know? Um, this one, this is from a couple of years ago, but 9,000 retweets, 30,000 likes. It's a classic. The ah, uh, meow. That was me, but I did not make it. I stole it from Oof. a friend on Facebook who did not know I stole it. So anyway, that's that's just giving you guys a little idea. But oh, I, I like this one too—a Hollywood tale in three parts. So it's Sonic runs rings around Birds of Prey weekend box office, followed by Idris Elba being in basically the follow-up to Birds of Prey, and then Idris Elba joining Sonic the Hedgehog too. So it's like I don't know if he's there to bridge the franchises and bring fans together, or if he's like a traitor. So. so- you, I mean, you just saw Suicide Squad. I mean, who do you think John Cena should play in the Sonic universe? <laughs> oh, I know. He should play, like, a, a gun commander. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same, Hunting, because uh, can't gun? you see him with, like, the, the binoculars? And he could, like, work off of, uh, like, Robotnik and the president oh, yeah. and stuff. I think it was mentioned earlier, I think The Rock... In our chat here, The Rock should play like the president. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, president. Mm-hmm. How weird was that? Remember when you were a kid and you were like, "Oh, Sonic, he he lives in Green Hill and he fights Doctor Robotnik." And then in two thousand one, we're like, uh, "Sonic gets arrested by the military police, and the president and of God- the United States is talking down a." a ghost of a madman who has a dead murdered granddaughter and he's going to destroy the world with a satellite. See what like happened? A pretty normal. <laughs> um, Sonic team grew up. I guess they played Sonic. Uh, they played Mega Man X and they're like, we need to mature this franchise. And they're like, <laughs> all right. And this is how they matured the franchise. Right. Yeah. Making a political thriller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's 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 the fun. That's the news. Um, I had a little bit here. I just wanted to try out some of my uh, gizmos and gadgets. So Uh-oh. I'm going to jump over to our... Do you have your uh, Sega Genesis uh, ready to stream right now or what? No, that... no, no. I don't... <laughs> I wish I could just like, oh, guys, let's do a Let's Play. Um, no, this is actually... This is the remote camera. So we're going to jump over here. So you can see here... Um, I have a camera over here, so we can take a quick peek. Uh, these Some of the Sega merch that's been coming out recently, it's the G Fuel Chili Dogs. It's the um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 Death Egg Robot. Um, we have the boss that comes before it, the Mecha Sonic. Remember Mecha? He's like... Oh, yeah silver and he's got like one eye for some reason and then there's this it's like a little sonic inside of uh of like a a thing that never existed in the games <laughs> a catapult but yeah there, there's some great sonic merch out there right now um it's stuff that's about 30 years late but i'm glad that they're finally doing like these sonic and let me see if I, i'm gonna go over here and let me see if i can make this uh so this is what happens when you Oh, Jesus. and then he's supposed to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, all in all, cool stuff. 
Um, I'll jump back here to you and me, but that's that's the fun that we can have on this show. Um, I was going to say, do, have you noticed how good the Super Monkey Ball Twitter account is? Like, I got to give them props. Like, they're putting these little cute comic books and like art up that I'm that's getting shared by a lot of people on Twitter. So, I'm actually happy considering that like. Uh, a, a year ago, nobody was talking about Super Monkey Ball, and they got a lot of traction on their Twitter account. Uh, all the effort they're putting in over there, and I'm, that makes me kind of happy because it's one of those franchises that's kind of underrated, to be honest with you, for a while. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was I was tweeting out on my own little account. Like it feels like in the past six months, a Super Monkey Ball fandom just kind of like happened. You know, like, I know people like the game and I know they talk about it, but all of a sudden Sega's like, hey, you know, all those little accounts we made for games that are happening, let's actually cater to the fan base and treat it like the Sonic account. Um, It's honestly, it's like a Sonic account, but for Super Monkey Ball. And I love it because they've got original art, like you said, they've got like actual interesting posts highlighting DLC that's in the game. Um Lots of retweets, <laughs> but oh, yeah, I just I, sure. I love the original art that we're getting. Um, like this stuff's just so cool, and I love that they're they're going after fans. I honestly I think it's Danny from Sega Forever and um, Sega of America, probably spearheading a lot of this stuff. So I do want to make a one small like. A correction like they did a let's cook video with mm-hmm. no cooking in the video they were like blending and making a shape and i'm like sorry yeah. can't you you gotta you gotta turn on the stove to cook i'm sorry you should have done a grilled cheese sandwich with bananas on it but <laughs> making a milkshake is not cooking i'm sorry i'm glad you brought that up a lot of people they this is actually why i wanted to do this show tonight talk about this they they mistake <laughs> They mistake baking and cooking and just like preparing things. Like when you make a shake, you're not baking, you're not cooking, you're just mm-hmm. preparing a shake, you're making a shake. You know, it's yeah. you need if you want to cook, get out a pan and, and really start cooking. So yeah, I think we should get on that. I think we should think about some uh, banana. Like you could make, um, you could buy uh, plantains. And then you could have you you've had plantains right like on a stovetop, of course yes yeah that's good stuff but it's not like it's a little sweet it's not super sweet it's not like a banana, um, so We're, you know I'm not gonna say I'm an expert at it but uh, I've seen a lot of cooking shows uh, my spare, I've never cooked <laughs> in my life but I've seen a lot of cooking shows and uh, I know I, I eat a lot of food so I know what uh, cooking is and what. Cooking isn't, and I know that milkshakes are not cooking. Well, you know, maybe someday I'll get a little stovetop and I can put it over here on my little table, and I can t- get out the little remote cam, and we can <laughs> we can do a, a cooking segment because you know you do they do that on like Conan. It'll be like oh, they'll yeah. have Emerald Lagasse, and he's like, oh, I want to kick it up a notch. He goes, oh, you can do that, Conan. You can do that. Um, Dan wants to check it out and watch, see us cook and show him what <laughs> cooking really is. I mean, we could do that, but uh, what what do we, what will we cook anyway? I think a grilled cheese is easy, right? Is that cooking still, or is it just heating up cheese? Depends. I mean, cooking. You're cooking it in a pan. You're warming it up and toasting it. It's not like it was. It's cooking, not like right? raw. 
So yeah, we'll 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 leave that to the experts. There's a video. There's a Toe Jam and Earl cookbook that's been on the way for it feels like years. Real cooking um, or milkshakes? That's a good point. You do make Jello and put it in 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 a watermelon rind, and I don't think that's cooking. Jello is not cooking unless you do the stovetop, and then you could argue. Um, <laughs> moving on, um, I don't. I don't actually. Moving on, I don't have much more. This was just a fun little way for us to test out our our videos and everything else, but also put out a debut show uh, coming in at forty minutes. So not bad. Is maybe, there anything else you want to add? Maybe next time we do one of these live shows when there's like a lot of news coming out, you know, and we actually mm-hmm. have like a list of news. Maybe we'll do another one live where me and you just chit chat about what's going on with Sega live. Uh, mm-hmm. With you guys, but for now, this is going to probably be an interview show going forward. So, yeah, we'll probably have some interesting guests next time. That's it. I don't have anything absolutely. Else. Yeah, I, I, I'd also say I'd love to do these when a game launches, either on the launch day or on the launch week, and we could talk about the game um, oh, a yeah. little more. Maybe if Sega starts to listen, we could like get a representative from from Sega on, and they could talk, do a little PR talk about the game. Like, oh yeah. I, I, and Mimi, you know, if you go to this game and it's sold out, it's gone, gone. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks. <laughs> and we'll be like, all right, yeah. great. Um, Sick. Yeah. So um, without further ado, uh, that'll be it for the show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon. I think moving forward, I'm going to get some little Patreon perks where people can, like, patrons can ask questions to people we bring on, like, we have Roger Craig Smith on maybe someday. And then you could be like, hey, Roger, what's it like voicing Sonic? And you go, oh, great questions. No one asked me that. Good job. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's about it. We'll see you next time. We'll, we'll blast them out on YouTube and stuff when we're going to do these shows. Um, but I'll, I'll try to do one within the week, like next week, if not. Um, so that's it. That's from me, Barry. Bye. Bye. Hey, also don't forget, uh, don't smoke, don't do drugs, Barry says. Bye.